thing. I feel like to the Chevra, I, I, I was away last week in Eretz Yisrael, and I feel like I'm Pasha to Balchayv. I went to Eretz Yisrael, I owe to bring back, and I want to veer from our usual practice of studying the week's parish, and there's so much to study on Shemais. So the Siyat HaDashmaya will have opportunities to study Shemais together. I really want to share, I want to bring back three tidbits from Eretz Yisrael. I want to share with you three experiences that I had in Eretz Yisrael that, that may be meaningful to you, it was meaningful to me, and I want to like bring back, bring back a little bit of Eretz Yisrael to the Chevrish. So I want to share three things that I experienced in Eretz Yisrael. I bedavka want to share, I've spoken to some of the Chevri here already, I specifically want to share things that I don't know if I've shared with you in private. I want to share right now three, three Eretz Yisrael pieces that I was zeichet to of the different experiences in Eretz Yisrael. And the first one I want to share is like this. As a yeshiva, we were very, very, and I, I was very moved that as a yeshiva, we, we were having this gathering in Yerushalayim, and it's not easy to find a place for many, many people a couple of hundred people, many Bahram, so they need to find sleeping arrangement, we needed a place to daven, and it's not easy, it's a big crowd. And I was very moved that Rav Center Shlita, from the center's Yeshiva Center, the Yeshiva Aderas Atari is the Yeshiva in Yushalayim, and the Yeshiva was away. They were on a trip for some incentive program that he has, and I was very moved how gracious he was that he hosted us. He gave us his building, so we davened in his base medrash. He allowed us the minyanim ayurs. We're a very big chevra, and people come into your base medrash, and he graciously gave the base medrash, daven Friday night, Leil Shabbos, Shabbos morning, Shabbos mincha, the base medrash is yours. He gave us beds in the yeshiva, dozens and dozens of beds, take, take the dormitory. And I was very, very moved how a yeshiva cared for another yeshiva. I've told the chevra this story that somebody once told Revolba that their rush yeshiva has amazing avasatayra. They were like, they were nishtaymim. So Revolba said, what happened? That you say your rush yeshiva has so much avasatayra. So the guy said that we were in the middle of learning and our rush yeshiva came in and saw us learning and he started dancing. Amazing avasatayra. So Revolba said to the person, not cynically, truthfully, that I'm so impressed your Shashiva started dancing. That's beautiful. And he's celebrating his Talmidim. But he said, don't call that Avasatir. That's, that's, that's a love of his Talmidim, a geschmack for his accomplishments. He said if he saw a different Yeshiva learning and he started dancing, that's Avasatir. And I was very moved that here's a Rosh Yeshiva who went out of his way with, no, with nothing in return to do chesed and to help another Yeshiva's steiging and growth. I was very, very nisragish from it. It was like something important to me that I experienced early on in our trip, that one Yeshiva, like going out of its way to help another Yeshiva, I was very moved. Came Shabbos, and I told guys about how I was moved. You see, we, obviously in life we always see Ashkachas Hashem. Eretz Yisrael is, is an Eretz Asher Eini Hashem Lekecha Tamid Ba. I was in the from this kindness of one yeshiva to another yeshiva. 
comes Leil Shabbos Friday night in Rav Glustein Shlita, one of the Rosh Hashivas of the Mir of Glustein, the Tzaddik. He gets up and he speaks beautifully. And he said over at his speech that there's a Messiah in Yeshivas that Yeshivas help one another. And he went on to describe with details, it was very Gishmak, Mamish like a historian with the exact dates. He went on to describe how the Mir, and he wasn't like extolling his own yeshiva. I don't even think he said the word the Mir yeshiva. He wasn't coming to say our yeshiva started in Eden. I don't even know if he used the word the Mir yeshiva. He said Rev. Lazy Yudel, together with others, decided that there should be yeshiva by the, in Brisk. And he said, Rav Leza Yudel not only sent Bachram to learn by the Briska Rav, he said the dates. What the dates? Menachem, not only did Rav Leza Yudel send Bachram to learn by the Briska Rav, he paid them. He paid them and paid for them to learn there. And he said the dates, with the, some of the names, and he, so he, he wasn't even saying like, Mir, we started Brisk. He was, I don't even know if he said the word Mir, I noticed. I don't know if the average guy there knew that Rebbeza Yudel was the Rosh Yeshiva of Mir. He said the Messiah was Yeshivas always help one another. He said that when Rev Aaron was starting Lakewood, the Rosh Yeshiva, Rev Shraga Feivel, and he said dates as well. Rev Shraga Feivel Mendelovich from Tarvadas sent Bachram amongst them Rev El Yisvei. He said other names as well. I believe Reb Semcha, I believe whose son eventually, Reb, Reb, Reb Shostel's father, Reb Semcha, whose son became the Shiva of Lakewood, Reb Shraga Feivel sent some of the best guys in Tarvadas to learn by Reb Aaron. He said it was so wild, the, ah, the Zayda, he said, Rav Glustein said, Edus, that the board of Tarvadas called Rav Shraga Feivel in to ask him, what are you doing? You're sending away. And he said, Rav Aaron's buying Torah, we have to help Rav Aaron build Torah. He was stark. He was called in by the board. What's going on? You're sending your best. And he said it was a Messiah of yeshivas. That yeshivas build Torah. It doesn't my yeshiva, your yeshiva, his yeshiva. It's yeshivas. I was very, very nisragish. I was very moved by that. I tried hard that the Shabbos itself, not to say the word Waterbury. Kimat, there's a yeshiva called Waterbury. I'm not get time to the Rosh Yeshiva for starting such a yeshiva. But I wanted, in, 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 in feeling Rev Center's kindness to us, in hearing Rev Glustein speak, so there were many Bachram who came for a soda or two or three. And just, it's, a yeshiva Bachram should feel comfortable here. That this Messiah that Rav Glustein said that yeshivas always helped each other. It was about promoting and building Torah, Kavadat Torah. And there's a history of yeshivas, the Mir helping Brisk, Torah Vedas helping Lakewood. I was very, very nisragish, especially on a Shabbos that we were being helped by another yeshiva with such kindness. I was very, very moved by that. I think there's, I wanted to bring that back to my friends. I think that we live in a world people could get cynical and could be about their own self-interests. We could live in a world stepping on toes, my turf, your turf, his turf. It's so refreshing to see a world that's altruistic, that's lishma. That build Torah, build Hashem's Torah, build Hashem's people, not my turf, your turf. Gishmak with a certain... 
there's a beauty, there's a beauty to it. There's a tremendous, tremendous beauty when people all zusammen, everybody together. Um, I don't want to embarrass Rav Aaron. I've seen Rav Aaron run things in the Yeshivic Tana, and I'm seeing such a ruach, such a sense. I'm watching, I'm very moved by that. And I wanted to share that with my friends. It's, it's a beautiful thing that's shayich to be. We live in an age of a lot of PR, a lot of people like putting out their credentials to see something that's about the mission and about everybody working together, mine, yours, together, together. Of course we care about our reputation, of course we want to accomplish all normal human things. But I experienced that it's interesting. I went to Eretz Yisrael and saw such kindness and such, just to quote Lishma. And then Rev. Glustein got up on Leil Shabbos and described that yeshivas always function like this. I thought the ashkach of that, what we were going through, what Rev. Glustein shared, that was very, very moving. Uh, to me, that was very moving, and I wanted to bring that one tidbit. I have three things, Menachem, I want to share with the Hevra. This is one thing. I think whenever you experience sincerity, it's very moving. And I saw it, Be'enai Ra'isi. So I wanted to bring back such a, such a ruach to the chevra. I think there's, there's something beautiful about it. When people can put aside their own, my yeshiva, my shul, my, my organization, and just say, why can't we put together Laman Hashem? We all share so much. Let's put it together, Laman Hashem, and not focus, my yeshiva, your yeshiva is, let's put aside my shul, your shul, but the Knesia is the Davin Vrashem. We're one people with one ideal, with one mission, and when we could unite and come past terms and, and, and stepping on toes, for just we could be larger than that. I'm very moved by that. And I wanted to share that Kiddushamayim as tidbit number one. The second, the second thing that I wanted to share. This was very important to me in, in, in many areas of our own lives. I spent the Shabbos together and there were many, many chevra, guys with Talmidei Chachamim, B'nai Teira, Kail Yungalait, and all different types of heroes, guys doing very well, and guys spent and graduated from the yeshiva. Amidst all the people there, amidst all the people there, there was a guy in the crowd, there's one specific, I'm thinking about him, there were others of this sug, but one guy was in yeshiva a very brief time. I remember somebody brought him, I remember an old alumnus brought him to yeshiva, this bacher, and he was in yeshiva for a blink mamish. He was there very, very short. He was there a little bit, and it was like, obviously, you can imagine the one who brought him, brought him with high hopes. I remember, I remember, I remember, I have a visual in my brain of the guy bringing him. And the one brought him, brought him with very high hopes, and brought him to yeshiva, hoping, hoping this place will, will light a flame, and it will be matzliach. And he was in yeshiva for barely a blink, and he left, very, very short. Now, Lumaisa, the guy joined the Shabbos. We had this glorious Shabbos together. And he sat there plugged in and involved as one of the yeshiva guys. And he, and, and he expressed that the yeshiva helped him a lot. And I knew it. I knew it. I can't prove it to people. He was there very short. And to external eyes, it didn't work. It didn't work. And he left. He left. Okay, shucks. There's a world inside of us 
Never be mimayit a little. You know, there's like an expression of Chazal, there's no tefillas reikam, there's no prayer that's for naught. Never undervalue a little ruchnius. Never undervalue a good confrontation, a good, a good, a good, you have a good conversation with somebody. A gishmak shalom aleichem. A good day, a good month. I have seen it. I can't prove it to people. I have seen a guy be a kabar be rav dechad yoyim. The Gemara speaks about somebody who was in the yeshiva for one day. I have seen people leave yeshiva being there very short and to external eyes it looks like he wasn't successful. And I'm not coming to like speak about any particular yeshiva that wouldn't be relevant here. I want it, what, what's relevant here is not to undersell and undervalue a spiritual ruchniyistic experience. I've said over the word about Rav Yaisi Ben Kisma from the from the Panovich Rav. The Rav Yaisi Ben Kisma goes into the Beis Hamikdash to steal a keli and keep it. The Romans said any yid could take a keli and keep it. He steals the menayer of this Yosef Ben Kisma. This rebellious Jew steals a menorah from the base of Megdash. He's holding at a very low place. He runs out with the menorah, and, and the Romans take away the menorah from him. And they take away the menorah, and, and they tell him, you can't keep this. But they want him to go back and desecrate the base of Megdash. And they say, go back in and take a different keli. He says, I angered Hashem once. I'm not doing it a second time. He refuses to go in. They were very upset. They want the Yid to like, to be mevayish. They want the Yid to rebel. They said, we'll give you a year's taxes. I'm not going. Two years, three years. You have billions of dollars. I'm not going in. So they kill him. And he said, I'm not going So the Panovich Rav asked, a second ago, he's the most rebellious Yid. And a second later, he becomes Azat Sadik. He doesn't want to be, be anger Hashem. He gives up his life not to, not to be rebellious. What changed? And famously, the Panovich Rav said, because he went into the Beis HaMikdash. The only thing we're told in the story is he entered, the, he went to steal, but far to enter the Beis HaMikdash. That changed him. Somebody told me over Shabbos, somebody told me this Chazal, and, and somebody else said, it's a different version than the Panovich Rav. Somebody told me that he was holding on to the menorah and the Romans were trying to take it from him and he didn't want to part from the menorah. That changed the Yid. The Romans tried to take the menorah from his hands and he didn't want to let go. Whether you say he was being in the base Hamikdash, whether you would say he was holding on to the menorah, but the power of Dover Ruchni, the power of something Ruchnius, of connecting to the Dvar Hashem. Never, never underestimate. And I've seen this times, I, I usually can't prove it. Normally, I'd say to somebody, I had an experience and went, my son asked me, Mamish today, he was in New York last night, he had to be in New York again tonight. And he asked, should I come back to Yeshiva just for one day? You come back for one minute in Yeshiva. It's not hero ball, it's not, Avadi, you drive back, if you're in Yeshiva for five minutes. So you sit down. There's no, there's no you, can't put a, you can't put a worth on Ruchnius. A guy sits in Yeshiva with sincerity for a day, for five days, you can't, ask, you can't underestimate what that does. Ruchnius, sincerity, something important. Never underestimate Ruchnius. And I have seen this, a guy comes to yeshiva and people love him and a Rebbe smiles and teaches him something and it looks like it wasn't chal. It looks like, it's 
holds don't 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 judge quickly. The chashivas we've spoken here about the chashivas of a mitzvah, of one mitzvah, one ma'aseh mitzvah. In our own lives, valuing the little, we judge in our own selves that it have a ratio. Am I changed? A guy lights the menorah once, a big zach. You light the menorah one time. We should know ourselves the value of one dvaruchni. So to me, just watching this one amongst the throngs, there's tons of people, we're all together. You had one guy there who was as plugged in as everybody else. And he had been in yeshiva for like five minutes. I was moved by him. I couldn't take my eyes off him. He got extra hugs this Shabbos. I like was very zoned in on him because I felt he, it emphasized this point, the beauty and value of yeshiva, the beauty and value of plugging into the Dvar Hashem. There's no such thing as little, as, as just a little bit. There's a beauty a person plugs in. I have seen yeshiva, people around yeshiva for all different reasons. A guy's in yeshiva, it makes a rashim. We judge too fast. Did it work? Did it have an effect? The person went in for a minion. These are long-lasting things. Long, long ava and sincerity and warmth is long-lasting. And that's the second, the second message I wanted to pass. The picture amidst all the B'nai Torah gathered. A guy was in yeshiva for like a few minutes. And he was with the chevra the same. This Shabbos, he was like plugged in. I picture a world... I, I've told the Hever the story with Havaron Cutler. Havaron was running away from a country, put on tefillin, he risked his life for his own tefillin. And Havaron Cutler put tefillin on somebody. He, the person who was, I'll say over the mice, stop being the kids, I'll say over the mice. Havaron had, had ran over some border to get out. And he forgot his tefillin and decided a chiddush to give up, to risk his life to get his tefillin. Which means he had to cross over back into the other country, one danger, and back out. So twice he risked his life for these tefillin. He goes back into the country to the threat of his life, gets his tefillin. And then before he goes back out, before he goes back out, he has to wait to lead the right time. And he's, he's, it's early in the morning. He's being hosted by what he thinks is a Gaish farmer, who turns out to be a Yid. Some farmers hosting Rav Aaron, who he had, a board, he had a house by the border. He's hiding, he's paid money to host these smugglers who are going to pass Rav Aaron over the border. And Rav Aaron, early in the morning, puts on the tefillin that he just risked his life to get. And the guy started crying. The guy said, my Zaid to put on film. The guy was a Yid. They never put on film in his life. Revarin gave him the tefillin and the house he was in put on the tefillin. The Yid put on tefillin. And Revarin then ran across the border. Many years later, Revarin was Rosh Hashiva in Lakewood. That guy came to Revarin in a dream and said, they let me come in Shemayim to thank you. I'm in places. I'm not a karkafta deloy manach tefillin. I'm not a person who didn't put on tefillin because of you. And they let me come down to give you a shakayach. I'm in places in Eilam Abba from that one time putting on tefillin. It's a big zach. A yid put on tefillin. A yid had an experience of ruchness. a big zach. I think at times we ourselves underestimate. It's funny. People ask always, like a common question in yeshiva is, what should I learn with the guy that will impact the guy? What should I, what safer does it? <laughs> they want to like, any safer, anything, into Oksin, Mikvois, Babakama, anything, learn something, Ernst, with Yid. Learn something, open up. It's funny, a group of Bachram had asked me a shyly yesterday about a tattoo. 
And I decided, so we learned a little bit about tattoos. They were like Nishtaimim. Somebody told me hours later by night Seder, the Chevra had a whole handle rai about tattoos. We learned Ernst, I've always been curious, and a couple of Bachram were going through some Nisayim. They were going through a taiva to have a tattoo. So they asked me about tattoos. I said, let's go learn. And we sat down, we learned. I have Aaron, I have a chiddush in tattoos. I'm not coming to speak about tattoos. Now I'm coming to speak about learning Torah. So we sat down. I have a chiddush. I never told you this chiddush of Shraga Fiber. I have a chiddush. The guy asked me no tattoos. So I said, I've always been curious why it's us or what the type is to have it and why it's us. I've been curious, this Ksayvis Kaka, the Torah Asers. So I said, maybe, I have something, a maybe, and I found the Sifuan who maybe says it in Frem Shraga I wanted a tiny that the only mark on our body is the bris. Any other mark is Mimayin in the bris. Why do you hold of that, Yudhitsvi? We have a bris. We have an ice on our body. We have a tattoo, a bris. The only tattoo allowed is the mark that says, I, be- I said, a guy has on, I told this guy in his body, I love you, mommy. Then he has some player, some ba- It would take away from mom if he also has this player, but he also likes LeBron. He also, it's not nice, just mama. We have just Hashem, the bris. So I have a in the Sifornu, on the Isser Ksavis Kaka, this I said on my own. The Sifuanu says, don't have any other mark on your body except for the bris. What? Why? Maybe that's what the Sifuanu means, you feel. Don't have any other mark on your body besides the bris mila. What do you, you put in bris? He means this. That's, he's saying the Tama Isser, maybe. So look at the Sifuanu, in Vayikra, check it out, Rabbi, I never told you this, Kiddush. Maybe that's what he's saying, Kenzai. When we were studying the Sugi, I found more of a contemporary together who says that a human being is always changing. It's forever changing. And a mark on your body is like stagnation. This is what you hold. Today, I love the Mets. Maybe tomorrow you'll be a Yankee fan. A human being's evolving and changing. We don't put permanent things. I like that a lot. Nothing. We were looking around, we were studying the sugya. They, you could learn anything. A person sits and learns the Roshim. Open something with sincerity and learn. There's a Roshim. The power of, 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 this, of a little amount was very, very powerful to me to see this whole Shabbos of guys who were in the base Medrash for years and then to see in the middle of the gathering somebody who was there for a few minutes. For a couple of minutes he was there and he was, I picture my buzz a similar place like that. The things that we thought like bounced off, that we thought, ah, did it, something eternal. In, in, once you attach eternity to anything, there's no small. So, there's no small in that, there's no such thing as small in that. A few minutes, a, few, a little amount, there's a lot. I, I, we have studied together the Maisa with the Stipler, and I've told you what Rebaron taught the world. Many yeshiva guys tried the Stipler trick. I don't know if any, I'm sure many of you have tried a Stipler, and it never works if you don't really understand it. The famous story of the Stipler going, that the Stipler going was that, that he was on guard in Russia, and he was supposed to guard, let's say, from 12 at night till 7 in the morning. Well, I'm making up the time in Siberia. 
And he came 12.03. Any story with somebody arriving late, I already liked the story. The stipler came late to the garden. He came, let's say, 12.03. And the guy before him hung up the coat on Shabbos Kodesh. It was hung on a tree. Now we know it's an Isid Rabbanon. He can't take the coat off the tree. But it's in Siberia. It's a thread of... Rahman al-Itzlan, he could could get from cold. He could be nifter. So he bats him, could take the coat off. But famously, the stipler went the whole night not wearing the coat. And he famously went five minutes at a time. So every yeshiva guy, Menachem, I, I remember one year, Shavuos, I hadn't slept the night before much. And I decided I'm going to stipler it. Five minutes. And it never works. It never works to stipler it. Never. And I'm just too smart. I'm not stupid enough for the trick to work. Like five minutes, All right, Kalish, I know what you're doing. I, I mean, I know the story. It never works. It's really the real story of the stipler to teach our children. It's a wrong story. People trick like, like a trick. as a. The real story is the stipler said, one minute, I won't wear the coat. I'm going to wear it in a minute. One minute, I won't wear the coat. What a kid the shaman. That I can listen to the rabban. In a minute, I'll put it on. You can end your story with your kids and he put it on a minute later. That's the real story. The real story is that he didn't put up a minute. That's not, the story is not the gishmaka trick that kept him through the night. That's, you're teaching the wrong. You taught your kids more of the real story. If you teach in Siberia, the stipler held for one minute. What a kid is Somebody's battling a Yetzirah. They'll always tell you the story I lost. For a minute, you For a minute, you didn't do something. The whole world, you, you, you caused a tremendous Kiddush Shemaim. The story of the stipler is for a minute, he didn't wear it. If you care about the rest of the story, I'll tell it to you. But really, if you want to tell your kids, if I was really doing the stipler, I would have learned for five minutes and gone to sleep. That's the story of the stipler. Learn for five minutes, that's what he was saying. Big people value very little things. That's why they're big. The little zach is eternity. Learning for five minutes, that's, and then sleep for the night. You did the stipler. If you want to know the rest of the story, is the stipler for a minute didn't wear the coat. Then for an hour, there was no Nisayan. He was like dancing in the Siberian night. There's no Nisayan. He's not even getting schar for that. He was just saying, he'll get schar for how much celebrating. He then for an hour celebrated like nuts, not wearing the coat. Such a kiddush Then he was so excited by that first minute after the hour of dancing and singing and the the freiluch that he didn't. He said, "Let's do it another minute." It was such a good minute. So he did another minute, and there's a whole good story on that. Minute. Then he danced for two hours. By then, two hours. I don't know. Gets He gets for the celebration. For two hours, the story is nothing to do with tricking to go all night. It's not any trick. It's the value of a little. That's the story. So you're not, if you want to imitate the stipler, what you say to yourself, what you do is learn for five minutes and go to sleep. You did the stipler. He wasn't making any joke. He just valued a little. Now you might be very ecstatic of those five minutes and not be able to sleep. Okay, so then you'll stay up. You're a nightness. A good story. But the ikr vard of being the stipler is the value of a little. I felt I experienced when I saw a guy in yeshiva so short and yet he was so nena, and he was so part of things, and felt part of things, and felt he belonged rightfully much smarter than everybody else. He had to come, like, excuse himself, like, tell me, maybe I'm telling you, it was a big ration. 
<laughs> I knew. He was like, apologize. I'm telling you, made a big rush. I know. Of course. You were there five minutes and you left after five minutes, of course. The guy's there five more years and you makes a bigger rush. It's a big rush in five minutes. You're in yeshiva. Somebody learned with you. You got warmth. You were loved. Six minutes. You left to other people. Oh, it didn't work. Hashem... You don't know anything. You don't. There's stuff going on inside. He was there for a good five minutes, and he got ava. He saw, experienced sincerity. Of course, it's a rishim. I know that. I want to share that scene with my friends. It left the rishim. The amidst this gathering, he was sitting there. Was the story of the five minutes. I think in our own lives, probably, maybe the most important thing in our own avodas Hashem is knowing this. See, like stuck out of the crowd, he to me was the one minute story. That's what I saw in this guy sitting in the crowd. He, he said, you probably don't remember me. I told him who brought him to Yeshiva. I remember where we met. He looked, you probably don't remember me. I was like a failure. Not, not true. Not true. Could be I made the Yeshiva just for that guy. Could be. It's not true. We have a very, we have a very narrow and shallow and superficial. If if he graduates our program and afterwards looks and we could show the world, look, he's now learning in the mirror. That's gishmak. It's fun to show others. That's gishmak. We don't. Ruchnius is powerful. Learn a mishnah with the guy. It's a big effect. It's a big effect. We, the Reverend, this Yid put filling on once. Of course, not a Chiddush that he came to him years later in a dream and told Reverend that, he's, that his whole eternity is impacted. He put on filling. Don't, we, can't, we have to get out of our smallness and our little, our, 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 our very limited view. We have to come out of it. So seeing him, I like saw the stiplers one minute. I wanted to share the stiplers one minute. Point number three, I will close with this tonight. Point number three. Point number three is very, very important to me. Somebody got up, it's become a shtickle minig at this Shabbos, and I want to speak it out with my friends. A little bit revering, I'm preaching to the choir, but I need to speak this out. I need a chazah this in the trip to Eretz Yisrael. There was a guy on the Shabbos who's a yid who's a tremendous Talmud Chacham. One of the really budding Talmud Chacham in the world. Talmud Chacham, no guzma, Talmud Chacham, muflag. Paiskim. He's learning with the G'day Le'adar. He's learning with the G'day Le'adar, Mamish, Israel Orbach he learns with. He's learning with the very big G'day of today. And, and he's a Talmud Chacham. He learned in our basement. In our, he learned by us. He learned in whatever. He's a tremendous G'day Chacham. He was on the Shabbos. And he said publicly that people, somebody asked him, how could you be on the same Shabbos? You and a guy struggling at this to try to keep his third Shabbos in a row. And you're both on the same Shabbos? That we live in an age of specialization. We're like, that we, today in baseball, for the baseball, there's like a ninth inning guy, an eighth inning. We're like very, everybody like, so we live in an age, there's this type of yeshiva, that, like, like nobody should, nobody should mix chas v'shalom. We live in an age like that, specialization. Here you have a Shabbos, there's a goin b'tayra, tamad chacham of incredible and together, and somebody asked him, how are you on the same Shabbos? Like, how does the same Shabbos talk to you both? Somebody asked him. And I, I want to share with my friends that 
in a world of superficial, in a world of insecurity, I can't be with him. <laughs> in a world of Bikusha Emes, we're much more similar than, than different. More people could be in that room when there's Bikusha Emes. When it's about sincerity, honest service of Hashem, when it's in that place of honest service of Hashem, this guy got up and described him and his wife hosted somebody for a Shabbos Suda. He hosted somebody for a Shabbos Suda. And he described the Bach of struggling. Anybody would see it as this power couple. Talmud Chacham Muflig. Shas, Paiskin, Be'ion Rab, Rishonim Achreinim. Be'ion Rab, being a Marbitz Torah to many, many, writing Chedushe Torah on all of Shas. And you see the troubled guy, like, okay, the tzaddik's being nice. He said, after the Bachar left, him and his wife, they felt small. They said, and he himself, when he described being on the Shabbos, he said, we don't know, big, small, we don't know, we don't know people's nesiyinus. We don't know a lot. He said, be mevakish to MS and grow and add, encourage the next guy to grow and add. My picture of a Rebbe's Tish. I have two pictures where everybody's there, young and old, the Rebbe's Tish and the Beis Knesses. I, I, my, my background, my mother is a yak who grew up in Washington Heights. I have Davin, whoever's Davin in Washington Heights, they have a choir by Davening. At that choir, there's old men and youngsters, rich and poor, fancy and simple. Everybody stands there. You're all the same. You're on the choir. You're singing Tashem. In the world of singing Tashem, my picture of a base Knesses, a shul as everybody, that's what a shul is. A shul is a group of people surrounding Hashem. My picture of a shul is the Yekish choir. Is the Talmud Chacham with the simpleton with it? <laughs> we don't know. We're all Lufnei Hashem. Show me. He's big. He's small. We're Lufnei Hashem. We're all trying to be sincere and authentic and grow. In that world of sincerity, and there's a, there's a tremendous security. I don't feel so different than him. The Rebbe's Tish and the Yekisha Choir are both beautiful. At the Rebbe's Tish, you have the older, the Altachsidim, with the young guns, with the young guys, and the young chevron. They all sit there. Altsazamen. When there's sincerity and bikush of Hashem, there's much more people come together, much more insecurities are dropped. There's less of a sense, I'm bigger, I'm closer. I'm close, he's far. Who's the arrogant? Show me who you are. Introduce yourself. I'm the close one to Hashem. He's like the Rachaik and the Karev. Who's the guy? Stand up, introduce yourself. I'm Karev. I want to help the you We're all the Rabbanishlam, we're all Banim Lashem. And we're all striving for Kirvis Hashem. We're all trying to be craven. We're all our I'm Kiraiva. I'm Am Kiraiva, you're Am Kiraiva, and so is he. Does anybody want to claim that the closer one? In a world of sincerity, in a world of sincerity, for anybody who knows the world of Peshischa, that world there was a there was a fire for Emes. And there, they didn't hold of titles. <laughs> there was no such thing. If, if you dared say, I'm the close one. Like they, they, you're what? Who, who are you? We're all hidden. A precious nation of sincere people, each in our journey, trying to get close to Hashem.
I want to promote, I'm preaching to the choir, but any revolution you have to start amongst your closest friends. I just want to say that I know their forces of Adam Nimshachach of I know these, type, these things. I want to promote, and there's a famous video out there, people speaking to Rabbi Steinman. I want to promote a unity of a Yid, a Yid, a Yid, encourage the next Yid and the third Yid. See that we're, more, we're the same, we're alike, we're Mavakish Hashem, and promote more coming together than, than separating and elitism. A yid, pull in the yid, pull in the yid, and include the yid. I appreciate it a lot, and I came back to my friends to share. This Talmud Chacham was 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 around Shabbos and schmoozing to people. There's in, the Malbim speaks out. There's Sidkus and there's Yishrei Leiv. There's Madregus Ravaygus Hashem. When you're working on something and it's difficult, that's called Sidkus. You're overcoming, you're trying. About Shuvah's keeping Shabbos is Sidkus. Later on, they're like naturally flowing with Shabbos. That's Yishrei Leiv. You've been Miyash in your heart. Sidkus is to say it at your Shabbos table. It's amazing. Quiet down, everybody. Say, family, I want... Daddy's going to say a nice Torah thought now. And you say a vart in the Bible. Sitkos, it's beautiful. Yeshrei Leiv is when the conversation of Adah, Torah flows. It's who you are. It's like, it's natural. It's flowing. You don't have to like, okay, that's beautiful. Sitkos, be it tzaddik. First be it tzaddik. Quiet the family down and say your Dvar Torah. That's Sitkos. Yishrei Leiv is when it's flowing from you. Of course, we're talking at the table. I'm the, the very time. That, that's, that's what happened. That's, that's Yishrei Leiv. It's a step higher than Sidkus. I saw a behavior. The first tzaddik is to be nice to other yid, and that's Sidkus. So Sidkus, Azat Sidkus, he's nice. Even though he's a big Talmud Chacham, he still finds it in him to be nice to other yid. There's a higher madregal, Yishrei Leiv Simcha. When you're Miyashi, you and I saw Shabbos that Sazamin together was the Talmud Chacham with the person struggling, they would Sazamin. You know why they were together? How could you have one Shabbos? When you're Lufnei Amelech, when you're in front of Hashem and there's sincerity, there's a, you don't have to be insecure. Could I be with him? I'm with it. Stop. Stop. Let's both serve Hashem. Let's sing a nigan to Hashem. Let's learn Hashem's Torah. When with sincerity we lufnei Hashem, a lot of insecure. I think when you minus a lot of insecurities, you find much more in common. Can actually be nishtoimim from the other is sincerity, and I've, each one's nishtoimim from the other. All of a sudden, we could be with more people. All of a sudden, the base medrash, the base knesses, the community becomes it automatically becomes more inclusive. It's a place we're trying to serve Hashem. So the difference is, I'm not so worried. What's this one going to say? I'm with this one. How's it going to play out? We should do it all. It falls away with Mavakish Hashem. In the world of sincerity, more people are brought in. There's more people aligned. There's more people that are involved in the world of sincerity. Those three scenes I wanted to bring back to the Hebrew. So I'm going to repeat the three scenes, and this I owe you. I missed the week. We'll get back next Shabbos Kodesh. We have to learn Ve'era. Maybe we'll have to learn Shmai Sen Ve'era. But I felt three scenes to bring back to my friends. Scene number one is a yeshiva giving its yeshiva for another yeshiva. I was very moved. The Waterbury yeshiva was in Adaris Satoyah for Shabbos. I was very moved. To put down our own organization and help the next one. 
to help raise funds for another yeshiva, to send Bachram. And Rav Glustein spoke, and spoke that the Messiah of yeshivas was helping another. The Mir started brisk. Tarvidah started Lakewood. One yeshiva helping another. Put aside our own cause to help another cause. So our own cause is important, but it's one. It's, it's no stepping on toes, the idealism, the lishma. The Rav said, the Rosh Hashivu has Abbas he dances at another yeshiva's learning. So I thought I wanted to share that with the Chavra was one. I wanted to share the picture amidst the masses of guys who sat for years in the yeshiva was the guy who sat for a blink in yeshiva. And I saw in that the value of a little. Don't underestimate a little. A little learning. A Don't under, go into the base classes for a mincha. Don't underestimate a little in Ruchnius. The story of the stipler is the story of the value of one minute of the Dvar Hashem is, is gorgeous. It's very, very valuable. My Rebbe wrote about his Rebbe, Rav Aaron. And he said like a very small story about Rav Aaron with cookies. And he got a hate letter. He got a letter. He, he saved Adayoy Mazah. Somebody ripped my Rebbe here, the giant Revaran, and you write such a small story. And he explained to us that the giants, he was Zaychir to be close to Revaran, is because they value the small story. The small, the one bracha, make a nice Mazaynasis. We have to celebrate a very, a bacher mamish this week. Told me, he said, I think I'm being matzlich. He told me about a friend of his who's struggling. He said he doesn't celebrate enough small things. He said, I like very much get excited. This guy's steiging today. He said, my path is I celebrate small zachen. A friend of mine was going into chenach. And he said, give me one eitzah. You've been teaching for a while. I said, if somebody has a tzlach, mamish, they learned a mishnah, go mishugah. Not as a trick, it's just true. How can you, how can you underestimate what rochni is? Because it's true, not a trick. I remember the guy said, he said, I'm shooting for bigger things. I'm still waiting for anything. Bigger, the, the biggest zach, it's, it's, it's not valuing a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. One zach is, is the world. So that picture at the Shabbos of the guy who was there for a blink was very moving to me. That was the second thing. And the third thing is the unity. The seeing sitting together comfortably. A guy, a shasi at a Talmud Chacham, a guy sitting in Kail for years, sitting side by side, but with zero inhibition, with no... They weren't being from and being tolerant. Mamish with a tremendous shaft, seeing it. Seeing a guy who's mamish from in the army, he was in army gear, and he was arm in arm next to him with the Talmud Chacham Muflig, and they just with Ava Beinayim. And a sense of both Avdei Hashem fighting our battles and appreciating each other and with tremendous chevreshaft, I wanted to share that picture with them. Because I think in the, in the world of the Flei Hashem, there's a lot of security in a world of sincerity and a lot of chitzaniistic things that maybe, that perhaps have their root and insecurities fall away. So I wanted to share that scene. We should all be zeicha. All of us should have the siyata d'shmaya. We should all be to see this unity of Klai Yisrael. Every year pulled in, we should celebrate a little bit of Ruchnius. There's no little when you attach Ruchnius. Attached to eternity is endless zeros. There's no small number when you attach endless zeros to it. All of us should have the Siyat Shemaya, all of us to tap into Ruchnius. That's eternal. Ruchnius together with a tremendous, tremendous unity, one with the other. I got in Shabbat